Hi, this is Aaron from Inside the Skev. I hope you enjoy this next episode. If you want to listen live, tune in Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. to WCGO. That's 95.9 FM, 1590 AM, or WCGOradio.com. Facebook Live at WCGO's page and Inside the Skev. To learn more about this great town and what I do, go to skevinson.com. And you can always contact me at Aaron at skevinson.com. Now sit back and listen to this one message from one of our supporters, and we'll start the show. Moving day is a happy day, but how can you be sure all of your stuff will get to the new place in the same condition they left the old place? Upgrade your experience to first-class moving and storage. You'll get a team of professionals who treat all of your belongings with care and have the right tools to make the job go smoothly. They even offer a full packing service. Upgrade to first-class moving and storage. They're local and independently owned. For more info, visit the website at firstclassmovers.com. That's the number one, stclassmovers.com. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the show. Welcome to Inside the Skev on the radio on WCGO. This is a really exciting day uh, for, for me and all the fans of, uh, who've listened to the show and people of Skokie and Evanston. Um, you know, I've been uh, doing this show as a podcast for the past couple of years, and I've had on some incredibly interesting people throughout the communities. And it's really amazing. You know, people ask me, like, do you think you're going to run out of people to speak to? Uh, and I say, no, it's an endless well. We, we live in just an incredible community. And uh, the stories that people have to share are just uh, really amazing. And the organizations that work here is really uh, just a really great collection of people who want to fight for the common good. It's really beautiful. So I want to thank WCGO for uh, giving me this opportunity uh, for this show. Uh, I want to thank my my fans out there, my family, uh, you know, Dreamtown Realty, who's been really supportive, uh, the company that I work for in making this happen. Um, just really everybody that's been involved uh, up to this point and as time goes on. Um, and uh, I really want to thank uh, the first guest for the radio, Leslie Murphy, uh, for taking the chance here to be on, but uh, I know it's going to go great. And Leslie is the economic development specialist for the village of Skokie. And uh, I used to to work there at the village as an intern many years ago, and a lot of people are still there from uh, – the time that I worked there, I was in the planning department. I have a background in urban planning. And I, what's really, that's a testament to how much these people enjoy their jobs and how much they believe in what they're doing uh, to support Skokie. And what a time to, to have this job. Uh, Leslie, I appreciate you coming on to the show. Aaron, I am very, very happy to be here. Um, thank you for asking me and really, um, so happy for you that you got this new uh, expanded opportunity to get um, your voice heard and to promote the area that you so dearly love and and work for and work in. Um, And I'm happy to be here today and I'm looking forward to our conversation. I also have a little bit of radio background, not me, but I have family members that have been in the radio industry for uh, a number of years and um, have always watched and watched the industry. And um, obviously in the last few months, um, radio has become even more important to uh, getting the word out, getting information and, um, so excited for you. Thank you. I, I, I appreciate it. You know, it's, um, I think it's great to, the radio is important, you know, doing the podcast, I think is an excellent, uh, 
learning experience for me. And, and by the way, the podcast still exists. It's on any podcast player that you look on. Just search for Inside the Skev. Go to skevinson.com. And, and also, you could look on Facebook Live right now. This is streaming on WCGORadio.com and on their Facebook page and on Inside the Skev on Facebook. So I'll be checking there to see if there's any good comments or questions. Um, but uh, yeah, this is a great opportunity to reach a lot of people. You know, in a time when we can't really be physically next to a lot of people, it's very hard. And uh, I just am so grateful for the opportunity to reach many, many people right now and, and hopefully uh, make those connections where people can feel like they're one with their community. Uh, but uh, Leslie, you have, I'd say... Uh, one of the most challenging jobs that you can find in, in city government right now, but also one of the most creative opportunities given what's going on in the world with the pandemic, you know, but how did you get into this line of work in the first place? What gave you the inspiration and, uh, and what's your background in it? Well, I, I have a lot of stories uh, in that regard because I, I do uh, a fair amount of mentoring um, young people in this industry. And um, but I think it obviously um, had to start somewhere. And I, I have to give my father credit as we were growing up in a household um, where my dad was in real estate, but he was also an entrepreneur. Um, pretty much every week he would tell us that we're going to go visit a new small business that's opening up in town. And he basically created that regard and respect for anyone getting out there to start um, any sort of business, whether it's service, retail, uh, manufacturing, anything. Um, he wanted us to go out and support them. So I, I grew up going to a lot of uh, grand openings and new small business openings. And um, so I had a heightened appreciation for it. Um, but when I was in college, I was actually a government major and I had to decide what field of government I wanted to concentrate in. And I happened to be in Washington for a semester and they gave us the opportunity to visit not only a lot of federal and uh, state oriented uh, organizations, but we also spent the day uh, here and there in Baltimore or in Alexandria or in Arlington, any of those larger communities along the East Coast. And I really saw how much was happening on the local level. And so I pivoted. I thought I was going to go into state or international or federal government. And I ended up deciding that I wanted to um, keep it local yeah. um, because I also thought that that's where most of the impact could be made. So I, um, I got a uh, University of Illinois Chicago had a wonderful master's program in public administration. And it just made sense for me to stay in the Chicago area and work for a local town. And Evanston was my first my first job. Yeah, you're really inside the skev <laughs> with working for <laughs> Evanston and we Skokie. We raised our family here. Yeah, and uh, but I've worked in Evanston and Skokie for a number of years. What is some of the work that you did for Evanston? I was a planning aide, and then I grew up um, into the uh, community development block grant program in the planning department. So I got to work with a lot of. Um, no, mostly not-for-profit uh, organizations that were just beginning back in the 80s. The Youth Job Center was uh, one of my first um, grant recipients through the CDBG program, and then um, basically left there um, as a senior planner for the city of Evanston, went, to, went into some consulting for um, mostly tax increment financing, and then came back to the city of Evanston to work on mo many of the TIF districts that uh, currently exist here or have since expired. Well, they've been pretty successful. And if people don't know what a TIF is, 
it's basically it's a tax increment financing uh, zone. So uh, it, in simple terms, it helps provide uh, money for new developments, new projects, improvements to the buildings and things in that nature. Um, and in Evanston, there are several TIF districts that have created a lot of new development throughout the area. And the same thing in Skokie, there are several TIF districts. So do you, do you, have you found them to be effective? Absolutely. And um, the, the work that I did in Evanston and, and on a number of probably about 60 or 70 communities when I represented Kane McKenna and Associates, um, most of the communities have seen tremendous benefit from the use of this tool. It's a state uh, sanctioned tool that obviously is replicated in other states across the country. But uh, the towns that I have worked for and have helped to implement tax increment financing in have used TIF very prudently um, and very appropriately and most times very effectively along with the overlapping taxing districts who have to basically oversee and, and agree that uh, the private investment that is being encouraged to um, uh, develop projects, th those incremental taxes are then used to either pay back the developer or the, um, or the community can then use it to reinvest into the TIF district. So my mantra has always been using TIF very prudently and I can attest to the fact that uh, Evanston and Skokie have, have indeed done so. Yeah. And how did you get to start to work for Skokie? So um, a little over 10 years ago, I had, um, I was in the 10th year or so of my own uh, private um, consulting company. I was advising a number of communities along the North Shore, as well as uh, in the South suburbs and um, throughout the Chicagoland area. Um, and they were uh, just coming out of the recession, 2010, and yeah. most communities were trying to figure out what's next. And so I was recruited to become uh, an additional staff person to the existing uh, economic development coordinator and uh, the manager and myself and my former colleague. Um, we basically became the economic development team for uh, the village of Skokie. And I have... Um, uh, been in that role for 10 years now. And, uh, but I've, I've expanded my role to some degree in terms of working with, um, in the, in the area of promotion and business retention, not so much attraction as what I was brought into to do originally. Yeah. And so we, I've come full circle in terms of my, uh, my role within the community. Yeah. I mean, it, do you, in terms of attraction, you do other people within the government then do that work? Oh, absolutely. We have a tremendous team at the village, um, the manager's office, including John Lockerbie, the village manager, our um, corporation council and the elected officials are all very strongly involved in the uh, role of economic development within the community. Um, we have a community development director, we have an economic development coordinator, and we also have our marketing and communications director. Um, we all work very um, effectively together to uh, so. increase the level of investment in the community, as well as to uh, continue to promote and support our local business community. Yeah, I see what you guys do. I mean, between all the different things that you were putting on before COVID in terms of uh, in-person, um, but, uh, you know, the emails that go out, the different times, types of communication that you do really just inform the public of what you're doing. And that's how the, the village has the funds in order to provide such great services to its residents, which is really helpful. Uh, but, you know, I think that you have to, you, you've probably been thinking very creatively about how to really do this now 
with the pandemic. I want to get into that further, um, but uh, you know, has this been the biggest challenge of your career? Uh, we're, well, it's still not over. Um, we still feel very strongly that um, the work that we're doing um, is um, as much as we can possibly do, but obviously a lot is going to depend on many of the, the businesses that are struggling to... And we're going to uh, get to that in just the next segment, okay, so stick yeah, around, but it, it is a big challenge, and I mean, obviously, you know, I've gone through with many different communities. Leslie, we'll be right back. Reading, writing, and math are a struggle for a lot of students. At BrainLinks, we know those skills are what paves the way to independence and success. Our specialists will help your child develop the habits they need to make sure they thrive not only in class, but out in the world in general. And of course, for everyone's safety, our lessons are done completely online. For more information on our team members and to schedule your initial consultation, visit BrainLinksAcademics.com. That's BrainLinksAcademics.com. Hi, I'm Aaron Maslansky, longtime Skokie and Evanston resident, host of Inside the Skev, and local real estate expert. As a community connector and realtor with Dreamtown Realty in downtown Evanston, I know firsthand what makes the Skev such an amazing place to live. When I'm helping my clients buy and sell properties inside of the Skev or out, I'm doing it with the best technology and support team behind me at Dreamtown. During the pandemic, I've been able to help my clients seamlessly stay on track with their home search. From immersive 3D Matterport tours, professional photos, to virtual open houses, my clients can find their home safely and comfortably, and even from their couch. When you're ready to make a move, know that I'll be here to help. You can always find out more about me at skevinson.com slash real estate. Again, that's skevinson.com slash real estate, or email me at aaron at skevinson.com. Welcome back, everybody. It's Inside the Skev. We're here with Leslie Murphy from the Village of Skokie. And before the break, we were talking, we're starting to talk about this challenge that uh, Leslie's involved in. <laughs> what a challenge is uh, the understatement of uh, the century. Uh, dealing with uh, the pandemic and helping Skokie businesses survive, thrive, um, you know, I'm sure it's, it's been a weird time. Uh, Leslie and I were talking a little bit about this beforehand, just about how some businesses, you know, their business went up significantly because of just different trends during this this uh, this time, and others have been really struggling very hard. So, how do you help the businesses, and what are some of the programs that you guys have put in place? You know, we're only as good as the information we see and 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 derive from the community. We've we've taken a special interest early on in surveying the businesses, having one-on-one -on -one interviews, discussions with them um, after the shutdown occurred last March and in, into May, and when they were starting to reopen. Um, we've been in constant communication, whether it's through um, emails or, um, I mean, I've got most, most businesses that I've had to be um, in touch with now have my cell phone and, and I'm not alone. There are many, many economic development and um, related types of um, service providers in the, in the Chicagoland area and across the country that are much more in touch with their business community than they ever has been, than they ever have been. Yeah. Um, and I, I do feel that there's um, uh, more challenges ahead. Um, as we are starting to um, 
as the weather in the Chicago area is starting to get colder, many, many restaurants and retailers that were relying on having outside access and um, outdoor um, delivery, curbside pickup, uh, that's starting to um, become more challenging because of the weather. But um, we have very quickly, we um, developed a strong communication system. We developed a task force. We were one of the first communities to respond to the pandemic with respect to an organized task force that had business members as well as local um, service providers on it. Um, we have um, been informing them as much as possible about the guidelines. We've been giving them uh, as much information about the federal, state, local, county uh, financial assistance programs. We continue uh, to monitor that as, as new rounds have become available. Um, as far as our um, promoting the local businesses, we've done, we've stepped up quite a bit on our, our um, Facebook, Shop Local Skokie, on our website, we have a constant direction to anyone that's looking to support the local business community as a, as a purchaser or as a, uh, a client or a customer. But at the same time, we're trying to make sure that the businesses know that they're being supported. And uh, we just started a new campaign called Skokie We Got This, um, which is basically directed to not only the business community to let them know we've got their backs and yeah. we're here for them, but also to make sure that people are reminded that you don't have to go very far and you don't have to get on your phone to call um, and get a, you know, a, a product or a service that we've got the businesses here in town and we need to support them. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, last weekend you did the the walk and roll, which was basically a uh, a walk through all the the businesses in in downtown Skokie, and in a way that you know was as safe as possible, uh, given COVID. Uh, but you know, I went with my family. I saw you there actually, and riding my bike, <laughs> <laughs> riding your bike, and I'm so happy to see you. But some of the businesses uh, really, I'm sure, appreciated the fact that people were coming through who may have been scared to to see you know to go out. Um, but I think it just gives it a little shot in the arm when people think, oh, my God, uh, you know, great despair. And there's a lot of new businesses that have opened up in Skokie, you know, around the past couple of years that we really want to support. So, um, you know, how how has that been with supporting them and, and, and also Old Orchard? I mean, how has Old Orchard uh, reacted to the pandemic? And being an outdoor mall, I assume it makes it a little bit easier for them. Absolutely. Old or Westfield Old Orchard has, um, from what I understand, uh, they have, um, you know, like many communities and, and, and commercial centers, when the restaurants and the retail had to close down for the number of several months that they did, um, they had to pivot very quickly and create a large scale uh, pickup and curbside options. Um, obviously, the um, delivery and the catering and the um, pickup for restaurants also had to be relearned. Some, some restaurants chose not to. Uh, it just made more sense for them to uh, remain closed. Yeah. Um, but actually, Westfield has done, from what I understand, better than most because of the open air uh, environment and because 
so many of the businesses were more than willing to reopen when they could. And so the vibrancy over there through the summer and into the fall was pretty exciting. Um, we actually had a lot of people from outside of Skokie and, and from Chicago coming up and, and using um, patronizing many of the restaurants and businesses. Um, last week with the most recent um, state state guidelines that required uh, another uh, closing um, has been a challenge. Yeah. Um, but up until that time, people were starting to see um, that maybe they could get through this um, because of the, even, you know, in a very safe way, most of the restaurants were highly um, concerned about the return of their customer base and making sure that anybody new would feel comfortable enough to go in there. So, in my in my opinion and my experience, uh, Old Orchard was doing pretty darn well. Um, many of the commercial districts, the smaller districts in in, in Skokie, have been um, pivoting as much as possible. Well, to, in terms of um, pivoting, the- you know, one of the things that you, they're doing is learning how to adapt, and you've been partnering with Northwestern on some of these things too, right? Well, we, yes, we have, um, we were fortunate enough to be invited to become part of uh, Kellogg's Small Business Advisory Initiative. And during our, um, uh, this is a program that they developed in, in conjunction with the city of Evanston and basically is using local uh, professors, academics, uh, um, students and um, uh, former alum of Kellogg to help uh, advise businesses in a variety of different areas in social media yeah. financing. And we are about to embark on that. We have, well, let's, uh, let's talk about that. We're going to be going to break and we'll okay. talk about what we're going to be doing uh, with Skokie's going to be doing with Northwestern and also some exciting new projects. So stick around and we'll be right back. In 2020, mortgage rates reached record lows. If you see home ownership in your future, the future is now. Beth Lewis at Cross Country Mortgage has the options and advice you need to find the perfect loan program for you. She'll get you pre-approved to give you an advantage over other buyers, and she'll close your loan quickly with a highly efficient process driven by advanced mortgage technology. Visit BethLewisTeam.com to get started. That's BethLewisTeam.com. Cross Country Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 3029, NMLSConsumerAccess.org, Equal Housing Opportunity, Illinois Residential Mortgage Licensee. Who are the people in your neighborhood? The people that you meet each day. Welcome back oh, to the there, show, Lula. everybody. This is Aaron. Hey, we're listen, meeting all the people in our neighborhood. Um, and we're speaking with Leslie Murphy from the Village of Skokie. Before we start talking with Leslie again, I just want to uh, make a few shout outs uh, out there right now. Uh, one is to my wife, Stacy. Uh, she has a business called BrainLinks Academics, and what they do is academic tutoring. And uh, I just think that everybody should know about what she does because she's fantastic at her job. She's a reading specialist and uh, focuses a lot on helping people with dyslexia, and they now offer math tutoring. So if you want to reach out to Stacy, go to BrainLinksAcademics.com. Again, that's BrainLinksAcademics.com. I also want to uh, put a shout out to Sean Pruce. And Sean is a coach, a business coach, and I've been working with her for a while. And she is the one who kind of gave me the spark to start doing something in, in the, the media realm. Uh, she saw a video that Dreamtown produced for me about what I do. And she thought I, I had a, a certain knack for it. And I've just been continuing to pull the thread. So, Sean, thank you uh, very much. And if you want to learn more about her, go to PruceCoachLeader.com. That's P-R-E-U-S-S, CoachLeader.com. 
And I also want to make one shot, final shout out to Victoria Reeves, who is uh, on the Facebook page commenting. Uh, Victoria, hello there. Victoria is awesome. She's been on Inside the Scav a couple times. One time she interviewed me and she does a lot of things. She does coaching. Uh, she also runs Soul Stories Live with her husband, Johnny. Um, and they're so entrepreneurial and so cool. And if you want to check out more about Soul Stories Live, uh, search for Soul Stories Live on Facebook. So want to just put that out there. But Leslie, thank you for being here and for talking about how Skokie is really helping the businesses. And you guys are at the forefront of making sure that when this is over, we're going to be stronger. And, um, and some of the things that you guys have been working on uh, even before that have been incredible. I mean, you have some great projects that have come to Skokie and having grown up here, you know, sometimes I, it's a really nice town, but sometimes, eh, you know, it's maybe not the most exciting, you know, it, it's a suburban community, but my God, let me just list a few things that we have going on that have opened up here. Uh, Greenhouse, which is a marijuana dispensary who have had, recently had on the show. I never thought I'd see that in Skokie. It's crazy, <laughs> but it, it's a beautiful place. Uh, Sketchbook, yes, yeah, Sketchbook Brewing Company, who uh, I've had also on the show, and they've moved. Uh, they opened up their second location in Skokie, and it's beautiful. I saw it on the Walk and Roll, and Ignite Gaming, who of course I've had on the show, and I love, and uh, I I hope that uh, you know everyone just stays strong and can get through this. How did you get these great great projects? Not to mention the tech park. I mean, how does this happen? So, um, well, I can't take any sort of uh, direct credit for any of those um, really exciting projects that have um, come into Skokie the last few years. Certainly I have been involved as well as many of my colleagues in creating an environment for investment. We, um, you use tax increment finance, you use uh, as much of your, um, you know, selling your assets, promoting your assets, you uh, engage as many people as possible to become advocates and ambassadors for the town. So we have those kinds of people all throughout Village Hall, as well as among our elected officials and within our partnerships with the Skokie Chamber, with the Skokie Park District, the Skokie Public Library, all of those institutions and, and organizations have some way have in some way, shape or form a connection to Village Hall, either through our Economic Development Commission or through the support that we um, that we we utilize with them. This, uh, the other one is Chicago's North Shore Convention and Visitors Bureau. They've been a huge proponent of ours. Um, but in terms of the actual projects themselves, it takes some uh, ingenuity. It takes some um, creativity. I will tell you when the cannabis uh, legislation was going forward um, in the last year. Uh, there were people in within our within our community that said, you know, the best locations for this type of a use would be former banks or former mattress stores, yeah. and we had several of those. And so we're those were what was pitched, <laughs> and um, and that's what happened. The uh, greenhouse organization decided that. Uh, a former bank was the best location for them. Of course, it was a great spot right across from Westfield Old Orchard and also right close to the expressway. And so that was a that was a, almost a no brainer. But they had to, you know, we had to um, quickly put through um, a zoning change to allow for that sort of use. Um, Sketchbook was um, again, we had been searching for a brewery for several years and we had talked
talked to several that were um, emerging in Chicago. And um, it just so happened that we had already gone through the process to change the zoning for the location that Sketchbook eventually found. We had to do a lot of, you know, working with the landlord who's been terrific. Uh, Mark McCracken from PS Greetings is the landlord for that building. And uh, we put together a tax increment financing uh, grant option for them and um, worked with them all through the pandemic. They were, this was one of my pandemic pluses, if you will, uh, that came through. Um, and so they were able to start manufacturing beer in the middle of the pandemic starting last May or June. And then they were able to open up their tap room in August. So, I mean, you know, that, that took a lot of effort on their part and kudos to them while they were still trying to maintain their, their Evanston uh, location. Um, Ignite Gaming also, they had uh, a spot in Chicago and they wanted to buy a property and we made sure that they found one in our TIF district and uh, we've been working with them ever since. So those are some real, real wonderful things that have happened in the last uh, year or two. Absolutely. They really are. It, they've, they've been fantastic for the area. And, you know, one cool thing is, um, you know, for me, is just the connections to, to get to meet these people because they're so entrepreneurial and creative. Uh, the people have opened up these businesses and the, and it's just, it, it helps uh, spark more creativity within the people here. So it's always great to get these new projects besides the business and the tax money and this and that um, more creative thinking and ideas really produces a more resilient town. Um, so absolutely. We, we definitely encourage that. You know, a lot of these people have known Skokie for years in some way, shape or form. They have a, you know, mother-in-law that used to live here or they lived here for a short time. Usually there's, we've, we've said in the past, uh, many, many roads lead back to Skokie, but we also find that many, many uh, people have heard enough about Skokie from, you know, either being part of the former G.D. Searle um, campus way back in the uh, 60s and 70s, and they just have fond memories, or people have, um, you know, spent some time here, um, again, through either through their childhood. But uh, we do have a lot of homegrown people that have, have grown up in Skokie and have, and have started a very successful, uh, you know, uh, enterprise here. Libertad being one of them. The owner oh, of yeah. Libertad was uh, was a Skokie resident, and uh, he's he's been very very um, happy with his investment here, and he's he's growing as well. So, well, he really uh, put downtown Skokie in the map for food because it just. I mean, there are some great restaurants in the in the area, uh, but Libertad is something that's known all around where people come to the area to see it. And yes. when you have people coming to a restaurant, people want to live, you know, more people want to live there. And you have a big project that is starting to go up just down the block, right? You want to tell us a little bit about that? Yes, this is um, the uh, 8000 North project, which has been in the works for a couple of years now. And um, we are very excited to, um, again, through the pandemic, there was some change in uh, the development team and uh, the village of Skokie was very uh, thrilled with the addition of John Murphy, Murphy Realtor, Real Estate Company, that is now the uh, um, a major partner in that development. And 153 units are under construction now, right across from Village Hall, uh, right down the street from many of the restaurants we've talked about, and right down the street from Sketchbook Brewing and Ignite Gaming and the Tech Park. So we're very excited. We, we not only have those units uh, underway, but we've through the pandemic, we've uh, we're looking at 350 to 350 new residential units that are uh, continuing to be um, 
constructed and developed within and surrounding the Illinois Science and Technology Park. Um, so we're trying to do as much as we can to support the local businesses within that, that park. Um, there's over 1,600 people working there, many of whom uh, would like to walk to work. And so we're, we're doing the best we can to create um, a, a more walkable, uh, livable uh, campus, if you will, for the technology park with this construction. I, yeah, I think everything supports each other. Um, and I've seen, I've seen a lot of the new housing go up. It's pretty much one of the only areas in Skokie where there's opportunity to get a new house or a Absolutely. condo or townhouse. And near the CTA station as well. We're very strongly um, working with um, and trying to attract new development along Skokie Boulevard uh, to support the transit-oriented development district that we've created there. And that's part of the, the tax increment financing district as well. Um, but we're very excited with the um, with the continued interest in, um, in investing in the downtown as well as in um, parts of uh, the Southern end along Tui. And we've got some um, other, a couple of projects that we're working on. One is a new hotel that has been underway. Um, the development and the design for that hotel has been underway since last year. That will go um, directly adjacent to the um, primary buildings within the technology park, right on Oakton Street, and a parking garage, a public parking garage will also be uh, constructed to support that, as well as the, the new uh, 167,000 square foot building that has been um, rehabilitated from an exterior standpoint, and the owners of the technology park are actively working with JLL, uh, to find new tenants or expanded tenants within the tech park to take over that spot as well. That's fantastic. You know, I, I want to just emphasize here how much uh, one development could be a catalyst uh, for interest, for development, for jobs, housing, everything else. It supports the community. And that's why what you do is so important and vital. And we're going to talk about international development and interest in Skokie right after the break. Over the past eight years, the JCC Chicago Jewish Film Festival has become one of the most important and highly anticipated events within the community. Now, for the first time ever, the festival is going virtual. That's 23 films, 16 conversations with filmmakers, authors, and experts, all from the comfort of your own home. It all begins Sunday, November 1st, and runs until November 19th. Once you purchase a film, you'll have 72 hours to start watching it, then 24 hours to finish it. So you really get to enjoy everything you can at your own pace. For more information, visit jccchicago.org. To make sure you get the most out of this event, take advantage of the special film pass available for a limited time, where you buy five movies and get the sixth one free. Restrictions apply. Visit jccchicago.org for more info. The JCC Chicago Jewish Film Festival, November 1st through the 19th. View the schedule and get your special film pass right now at jccchicago.org. Welcome back to Inside the Skev. This is Aaron, and we're speaking with Leslie Murphy from the Village of Skokie. Uh, just want to uh, put the, you know, want to mention here, um, many, many years ago, there was a, a man named Bernie Finkel who had the, a show on this station, WCGO, and he had the uh, Jewish Community Hour. And uh, I always, I was joking when I started this podcast, oh, I'm the new Bernie Finkel. And now I've got the radio show. So I want to give a shout out to him and his family. Um, I think it, I go to his uh, son, uh, Phil Finkel. I've gone there for uh, my dental care for since I 
started going to a dentist. So I uh, just think it's so cool and I uh, want to keep his memory alive. He passed away in the past year. So um, it's a very cool feeling for me. And I also just want to remind everyone for next week to tune in at 10 a.m. on Sunday. I'm going to be having Roberta Bernstein on and Judy Holstein. They wrote a book called Somewhere in Europe, where they collected the letters of their father to their mother uh, while he was in uh, World War II. And uh, just want to you know, really appreciate our veterans, and, and it'll be a very interesting conversation. So, uh, But to get back to our conversation with Leslie, uh, we're, we left off talking about international investment. And, um, you know, one of the things that I, uh, you know, I'm obviously involved in things very local here, Skokie and Evanston, inside the SCEV. I'm a real estate agent helping people in, you know, buy things here. But I feel very connected to my global community uh, and the work that I do with the Chicago Council on Global Affairs or, um, you know, just uh, the Global Real Estate Council with the Chicago Association of Realtors. And I'm trying to get investment here. And what Leslie, much of what you do is international investment work. So how does that how does that work? And how do people get to know about Skokie if you're halfway around the world? Uh, a number of stories, as always, that I, I always say there's a story behind every storefront when you're talking local stuff. But there's also a story behind every community, especially when you're trying to expand the level of um, options you have from promoting economic development. You've got your, you know, your local retail base, you've got your local industrial base, you've got your local office and commercial, um, but many communities are starting to see the value of creating um, a stronger understanding of their existing businesses that have international connections, whether they're exporting uh, overseas or outside of uh, the US. Um, but there's also, and I, one of the main things I, I noted when I joined the village of Skokie were the number of uh, not only residents, we have in, in any given year over 90 languages spoken in the schools within Skokie, but also the number of international companies who have either joined forces with local U.S. companies or have actually invested here in the Chicagoland area. And very quickly, um, I recognized that uh, Skokie had done a, a terrific job with the help of several people um, who um, have been uh, very important to our efforts, including individuals like Michael Rosen, who used to be the uh, primary general manager over at the Illinois Science and Technology Park. He was active as the technology park was getting going back in the mid and late 90s, um, I'm sorry, mid and late 2000s, to um, visit India, go to Germany, go to Brazil, and, and basically promote Skokie and the technology park as a great place for them to have a soft landing and in and basically come to the U.S. And, and test the market and then be amongst other uh, companies that have already done so. And I always talk about the uh, 10, 15, 20 factor. We're 10 minutes from Northwestern, 15 minutes from 
downtown Chicago, where a number of other universities and, and medical, um, uh, you know, facilities and districts are, and 20 minutes from O'Hare. Yeah. So that those statistics in and of themselves make Skokie ideal for an international investor. Um, but at the same time, um, one of the things that um, the state of Illinois was doing several years ago was to promote with the U.S. Department of Commerce, the Chicagoland area, um, as a viable location, not only for our workforce, but our infrastructure to international companies who were coming every year to a summit in DC called Select USA. And so many communities and states would go there every year and market their areas to international investors. Spinoffs from that have included um, Select LA, Select Pittsburgh, Select L- um, um, North Dakota and Chicagoland also had their own spinoff, which uh, the Village of Skokie has been a proud steering committee member for Select Chicago um, since uh, I think we're going into our seventh year now. So we spend a lot of time working with site selectors, U.S. Department of um, Consulates and uh, international chambers that are situated here in Chicago or in the Midwest in promoting the, the, the area that not only includes Chicago, but the southeastern portion of Wisconsin and the northwest part of Indiana. That's been so important for us to have these types of companies here because, again, it makes us more resilient when things go sideways. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, we've got 37 Skokie-based companies who export to other countries, and we have... 20, let's see, let's see, we've had uh, 38 companies that um, uh, have exported and then we have over, oh, we have 37 companies who um, have some uh, connection with an overseas parent company or are are coming here directly from the community, from the country themselves. So, um, you know, we're, we're ba- you know, basically a leader in the Chicagoland area for attracting foreign investment. Uh, we want to continue to see that happen. Um, we also are very strongly working with our, uh, with eight to 10 other communities that um, actually during the pandemic have become very important to us um, because we're learning from each other and we're, we have a common goal in terms of attracting as much investment um, when when that becomes easier, obviously going forward. Um, and they're representing communities in all of the uh, six county area within Chicago. So Leslie, if people want to find out more about what's going on in Skokie and to reach out to you to help their business or get their business to move into the area, how do they reach out to you and what website should they go to? So it, the easiest thing for them to do is to go to the Village of Skokie website under economic development. And we have, um, especially during the pandemic, we've been front and center because most community most communities are concerned about promoting their businesses and helping the businesses uh, to get through the pandemic. So you can go right on the Village of Skokie website and you'll see um, uh, something related to economic development. The other way to do this is to go on Skokie Biz, uh, Basically, if you put Skokie Biz into your Google, um, you'll come up with um, all of the information that we just talked about, and um, that's the easiest way to do it. But I'm also at leslie.murphy at skokie.org. Happy to respond to any questions 
um, with regard to what we discussed today on this program or anything. We love ideas. We love input. Um, tell us what you'd like to see more of. Tell us what doesn't seem to be um, an area that maybe we're giving enough attention to because we're always right. learning. Um, but we are very confident that we're going to get through this. Um, we, do, yes, we, we definitely will. know from um, the businesses that we're talking to that yeah. the spirit of... Um, and Leslie, we appreciate you being on the show. I want to thank our sponsors today. I want to thank everybody for listening. Thanks for listening to this latest episode of Inside the Sked. To listen live, tune in Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. to WCGO. That's 95.9 FM, 1590 AM, WCGORadio.com, or you can go to Facebook Live on WCGO's page or Inside the Sked. If you want to learn more about this great neighborhood or what I do, go to skevinson.com. And I want to thank every supporter of the show and all my listeners. Thanks so much.